0: Hi, I'm Tom Marks with the Marks Law Firm in Orlando, Florida, and welcome to the Healthy Family Law Attorney. So today I'm going to talk about the collaborative process, but more specifically about who are the collaborative neutrals and perhaps how do you communicate with them? So let's start out first. The collaborative process is a neutral process by which the parties agree we're not going to take it to court. We're going to enter into a collaborative participation agreement. We're gonna put together this team. Each of the parties, mom, dad, husband, wife, same sex couple, they are going to each have a collaborative attorney. We don't call the attorneys opposing counsel like we do in litigation. They're a collaborative counsel. But who are the neutrals? You're gonna have two neutrals in the case a financial neutral, and a mental health neutral. Now, let's talk about the mental health neutral first. That's the person that's gonna facilitate the meetings. That's the person who's gonna go through the collaborative participation agreement with everybody there at the first meeting. Uh, They are going to talk about um, the collaborative communication agreement, other agreements, and kind of facilitate and lead the process so they're called the facilitator but they also are the mental health neutral so they help the parties put together the parenting plan they're going to talk to the parties about what's in the best interest of the minor children what is co-parenting what is shared parental responsibility um, how to put together the number of overnights Uh, in the parenting plan and so forth. So very important, very helpful to the parties. The mental health neutral uh, can also help the parties if they're dealing with some issues that are emotional in the case, if there's been um, adultery or there's concerns about the welfare of the minor children. Um, All of that can come into play. The financial neutral is typically a CPA or a forensic accountant or some type of business valuation expert that is going to look into the finances of the parties. They're going to help the parties put together their financial affidavits. They're going to help the parties put together their mandatory disclosure, equitable distribution worksheet, child support guideline worksheet, uh, and maybe an alimony analyzer worksheet, depending on if that's going to be an issue in the case. Okay, now I think I've said previously in my videos on collaborative law, there is uh, now a collaborative statute in Florida, uh, passed in the last couple of years. And there's also the uh, family law rules that deal with collaborative that been um, passed by the Florida Supreme Court. The Florida Supreme Court has said that in all family law cases, the family law attorney must give collaborative law as an option to the traditional litigation model. So the lawyer you're talking with, um, even if they're not collaboratively trained, is supposed to give that option to you. Um, I'm not sure the exact percentage, but I think it's less than 10% of family law attorneys Florida are collaboratively trained. So if you want to look into collaborative law uh, and you're in Central Florida, we have the Central Florida Collaborative Law Group. Uh, Go to the website. I know the Tampa area has one. South Florida has a collaborative group, several collaborative groups. So that's really important. Okay, so the collaborative professionals in that first meeting, especially the mental health neutral, who's going to be typically standing up at a whiteboard or at a an oversized post-it is gonna write down the goals that the parties um, have that they wanna achieve um, in the proceeding. So uh, you should meet with your uh, collaborative attorney ahead of time to really talk about what your goals are, because that's gonna be super important. Now, there is one uh, difference between the collaborative neutrals and the collaborative attorneys. The collaborative attorneys are still your lawyer. They still um, have all of the um, rules regulating the Florida Bar and the rules regulating confidentiality and the attorney-client privilege. So anything that you tell your collaborative attorney you should know is completely uh, privileged and is confidential. The, the new statute also provides for confidentiality uh, for the documents uh, that the financial neutral uh, comes into uh, possession of or information that the mental health neutral comes into possession of. And it's very specific, but it does not prohibit the collaborative neutrals from sharing whatever the parties, mom, dad, whatever, have shared with them in a private meeting because a lot of times you're going to meet with the financial neutral separately and the mental health neutral separately and then that information can be shared with the collaborative professionals team which includes the attorneys so just be aware of that Um, if you're meeting with one of the neutrals it's not the same level of confidentiality that it is meeting with your attorney okay I want to emphasize here how important the uh, neutrals are to the case. They are, just as it sounds, neutral. They're not biased. They're not favoring one side or the other. So it's going to be really important that the parties be um, transparent and provide all of the information that the neutrals need. If you have questions about confidentiality or the scope of communication with the neutrals, you should ask your collaborative um, attorney. All right, I hope this has been helpful. If it has, please hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit that bell icon. Um, If you think this uh, information would be helpful to anyone, please, uh, by all means, share this information with anyone you think it would be of value to. Leave a comment below if there's a video you'd like to see me um, talk about. So any comment you'd like uh, to leave below, I'd I'd be happy to look at that and respond to it personally. So thank you so much for being part of the channel and I will see you next time. Thanks, bye-bye.